thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April Zare, and I'm an associate pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We'd also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. And so my hope is that as we begin this morning that you are not only aware that, that every believer has spiritual gifts, but you have a sense of what yours might be and that you're growing in that, that knowledge and growing in that practice of, of what it looks like for you to use your spiritual gifts in the church. And if you have questions about this, I'd be really happy to, to sit down and, and talk with you about it and figure, help you figure it out even more. What the church, I think, is less aware of is something that I think is every bit as important for the ministry that we have as a church. And it's something that we've lost sight of, but we, I think, desperately need to recover. And that's this thing that's become known as, as APEST or, or the fivefold ministries. The five ministries that the Apostle Paul talks about here in Ephesians of apostle, um, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher. And I think part of the reason that it's gotten lost is because that it's been confused with spiritual gifts. And in fact, a lot of the spiritual gifts inventories, in fact, I haven't found one spiritual gift inventory or, or survey yet that, that doesn't take the Ephesians 4 passage and kind of lump it in with the spiritual gifts, even the one that you just, just took. But I think that's an important distinction. That's what I want us to, to focus on today. Glenn read for us Ephesians four already. And so we're not going to take time to read it again. But there's three things that I think I want us to, to focus on and to understand here. First is that the fivefold ministries is for everyone. It says each one of us. If you look back, and it says in verse 7, but each one of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. So this is not something that's just for a select group of people. It is for everyone. Each one means everyone. When the fivefold ministry has been, has been taught in the past, I think it's focused more on the perspective of it coming from, from leaders, that the leaders in the church have these, these ministries, but that's not what Paul is saying here, is it? He says each one. So every one of us is apportioned um, gifting in this, this area of a ministry calling. There's no mention of leadership in the passage. So it's not just for those who have been ordained to formal ministry or, or are in formal ministry positions. It's for every one of us. Now, while that's true, I think we also need to pay attention to the rest of that verse because it says according to the measure of of Christ's gift. Some translations put it this way, to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. And so Paul talks about this, this apportioning. We all have different measures of the gift. Paul says that grace has been given to various degrees, and they're given for the roles in different ways. Jesus, by his gift of grace, has, has empowered and equipped each one of us to serve in the church in, in lots of different ways. He's made us unique from each other. 
so that we can minister in ways that, that the person sitting beside you can't. And he's given us different, different types of gifts, different types of callings, and different apportions in that as well. A person might be called to, to be an evangelist in the church, like what Billy Graham was. But Billy Graham seems to have a, a really great apportioning. He was an amazing evangelist. He just had this ability to, to be able to reach people where they were at. And, and just because I have a calling to be an evangelist doesn't mean that I have that same apportion, apportioning that, that Billy Graham did. My personal primary calling is that of an apostle, same as the apostle Paul. I'm no Paul. Paul had an amazing uh, grace and a gift of that. And my portion isn't like his, and it's not like another person that's, that's down the street or another person that's, that's in this room as well. And, and that's okay. Because it's not about greatness or even about value. It's about understanding the gift that God has given and then using it, living in it, letting it flow out of us naturally for the benefit of God's church and for His glory. So each one of us has a ministry calling in one of these five areas. And oftentimes we function in, in a lot of the areas, in all the areas, but we have primary areas where we're mainly called for, mainly wired for. The second point in this is that it's, it's about personal calling, not just about spiritual gifts. The important distinction, I think, between spiritual gifts and, and the five roles, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, or shepherd and teacher, the distinction is this, that a spiritual gift in and of itself isn't a ministry, it's a tool used to be, uh, used to be in the fulfillment in the role of, of what God has given you. So spiritual gifts are the tools that God has given to us so that when we discover what our, our area of ministry calling is, we can use those gifts in that area. We're, we're equipped to fulfill that call, that personal calling. So spiritual gifts and, and the fivefold are, are closely related, but they're not quite the same. An example would be that, that it would be extremely difficult to fulfill the role of apostle if you didn't have a spiritual gift of leadership. You would need that kind of gift. In the same way, it would be next to impossible to to have a, a call of, of a prophet if you didn't have the spiritual gift of prophecy. And so the spiritual gifts that are given and the mix of those gifts help us to function in those, those five ministry areas. And so they're closely related, but they're different. Now, as I said earlier, my, my hope is that, that many of us have a sense of what our spiritual gifts are, or at least we're growing in that area. And my guess is that if I were to ask any one of you what your spiritual gift is, you'd, you'd probably have a, a, a pretty decent handle on what, what maybe your, your top one or two gifts are. But my guess is also that if I were to ask you what your, what your ministry area, your primary ministry area in the fivefold is, you might have a harder time understanding that. And so that's why I think it's important for us to focus on this and to understand that, that each one of us does have this calling. That God has, has wired us and equipped us uniquely to fulfill and to function in, in these, these five areas. And my calling and your calling are, are different from each other, and that's okay because they're all needed. 
Next, I want to look at the purposes of the ministries. Why is it that God has given grace to each one of us in these fivefold areas? Well, let's look at verses 12 and 13 again. It says, to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. There's three things there. First is that God's people would be uh, equipped for works of service. That's what we're to be about. We are to be servants in the same way that Jesus was. It says Jesus came to serve. Jesus is our model and example. In Mark 10, 45, it says, Jesus himself says, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so if Jesus came to be a servant, we are called to be servants because we're to be following in in the steps of Jesus. How did Jesus serve? Well, he he served by teaching people. They called him rabbi, which was the Jewish word for teacher. And so we see the teaching calling in Jesus. He served by telling people the good news and inviting them to relationship with God. There's the evangelist. He served by equipping his disciples and establishing the church. There's the apostle. He served by loving people and healing them, touching them, meeting them where they're at, caring for them. There's the shepherd. And by proclaiming God's truth and warning of of things to come. And there was the prophet, and Jesus was often called a prophet as well. And so because Jesus was, was the Son of God, he was fully God and fully man, Jesus was really the the fulfillment of all five of these ministry callings coming together. He was the perfect teacher. He was the perfect apostle and and shepherd and prophet and evangelist. None of us are Jesus. And we together are called to be the body of Christ. And so it's only when each one of us understands what our ministry calling is and and are using our gifts and, and functioning in our ministry areas that together, when we come together as the body of Christ, that we, that we start to resemble Jesus a little bit. Because I can't function well in all five of those areas. I have strengths and I have weaknesses in those areas. But when we come together, we bring our strengths together, then we are equipped to do that work. That's kind of the second part of, of this, why God did this. The second part is that God's people would be united in faith in their knowledge of Jesus. God gave us grace in each of these areas so that in exercising them, we would be united. We would realize that we need each other. That as it says in other portions of the Bible, that that the body is made up of many different parts and each part is important. Each part is needed. There are not not parts that, that we can just discard and say aren't important. We need the gifts and abilities and the, and the ministry callings of each one of us to come together and to be united together so that we can really be the church of Jesus. We need people who are equipped to hear from God and speak boldly, speak truth boldly, even if it's painful. We need those prophets. We need people who are called to leadership, who have, who have vision for the future. We need apostles. We need people who are equipped 
to bring the good news of Jesus to people who, who don't know him yet or haven't given their lives to him. Those evangelists. We need caregivers. We need ones who, who just come alongside people and just have the ability to, to love and to encourage. We need those shepherds. We need all five of those areas. And when we discover what our gifts are and we discover what our calling is and we come together as the body, we become a little more like Jesus. And that really is the third thing. That God's people would be mature in the fullness of Christ. Because that really is the goal. The goal of our, our church should be, of any church should be, to be mature in the fullness of Christ. We want to look as much as possible like Jesus. We want to live as much as possible like Jesus. And so as we come together and we work together, we can grow in that maturity and towards that fullness of Christ. As we grow in maturity, God's church looks more and more like Him. It sounds more and more like Jesus. It acts more and more like Jesus when we mature together. So let me close with a question. Do you know what your ministry calling is? Is it apostle? Is it prophet? Is it evangelist, shepherd, or teacher? If God has given grace to each one, like Paul said, what is your ministry calling? What is God equipping you for? What is God inviting you into? If you're not sure what that calling is, my suggestion first would be to simply pray about it. Ask God. God, what are you inviting me into? What is my purpose? Why have you made me the way that I am and placed me in the place that I am? Because I don't believe that God plays games with us. God's not hiding it from us. He's, it's not a, a guessing game. He, if he's given us a gift, he wants us to know about that gift. And so I believe that if, if you ask God to begin to reveal to you and show you what that gift is, that he will do that. Another thing is that I'm going to send an email out this week with, with kind of a follow-up survey that, that relates into the spiritual gifts one that, that we've been doing. But this one is more focused on, on your, your five-fold calling. It's a pretty short online survey that you can take if you want to. And it will maybe help you to begin to understand what your ministry calling is, what your area is, if you don't have a sense of it already. There's no such thing as a perfect tool. Just like the spiritual gift survey isn't perfect, this thing is not perfect either. And there's lots of different kinds of tests out there. But I think it can be a good first step if you're unsure of, of what your calling is. And you can use it and then use it in conjunction with, with praying and then you can share what your results are with, with someone that you trust. And just ask them, this is what my, my results came out as, does this sound like me? Because sometimes people that, that are outside of, of our little world, we don't see it ourselves, but other people can see our callings in us. So God can use people to confirm. So I'm going to send that out this week and invite you to do that. And again, the goal is so that we can be a, a growing and maturing church family. 
that as each one of us grow and mature, that, that we grow and mature together as a church. God's church needs all five of those ministry areas functioning well. The reality is that the church, not just this church, but I'm saying most modern churches these days, have been very comfortable with, with shepherds and teachers, but have been very uncomfortable with prophets and evangelists and, and uh, what's the other one? Apostles, thank you. The thing that, thing that I am. <laughs> we be, we're uncomfortable with those because they, they kind of take us out of our comfort zones, right? Apostles want to take us to places that, that maybe we haven't been before and maybe we're not that anxious about going to. Prophets can sometimes err on the side of truth over love, and they can, they can sometimes come across harsh and forceful, and we, and we don't like that. It makes us uncomfortable. Evangelists push us to, to be thinking outside of the walls of this place and to be out there and to be, be sharing our faith story with people, and that's, that's a little uncomfortable. But we've been okay with, with shepherds, with the caregivers, and with the teachers. But the reality is that if we don't have all five of those areas, it's a bit like trying to drive your car on three wheels. You're not going to go anywhere very fast. And so we need to help people discover and, and to live into each one of those five areas. If we're going to be a church that is, that is growing and maturing and becoming more and more like Jesus and having an impact on our world more and more like Jesus did, we need all five of these areas. So may God bless you and let me pray for you as, as we look into this together in these next uh, number of days and weeks. God, thank you that this gifting is for everyone. That you haven't left anyone out. It's not just about the important people. Not just about leaders. You have given each one of us a ministry calling. You've given each one of us the gifts and the abilities, the personalities, the strengths to, to work well in one or two of these areas. And God, you call us to be united together, to bring everything that we have together and be united and be a growing and maturing church. God, we ask you to Continue to reveal to us what our gifts are, what our callings are. Show us what you're saying to us. Help us to have ears to hear what you're saying. Because God, our desire is that, that we would be a church that looks like Jesus, that loves people like Jesus, that defends truth like Jesus. So God, lead us in this process. We give all these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen.